Skim Milk, and welcome to the Just Skimming the Surface podcast. My guest today is Jack Radicky. Don't wave, they can't Hi. hear that. <laughs> yeah, they, can, they can hear it. Can you hear that? It sounded like air. <laughs> Jack here is an acting student here at ISU, as well as math. Education? Teacher education, which I just dropped, actually. Wait, you dropped your math I education? I did, I did. It was not for me. What? I know. Crazy, Whoa, right? Oh, this is a... Uh, wow. This is a... What a development. Big blow to me on air here. <laughs> Changes all your questions, I, right? It was all about math. Gotta just cross out all these here. <laughs> oh, boy. Man, I don't know what to ask anymore. <laughs> but, Incredible. Jack, tell me how you're involved here on campus. How am I involved? Jeez. Um, so, the first thing that I got involved with here on campus was Playback Theater. Mm-hmm. which is an improv group that focuses on the, uh, the spectrum of human emotions, is what we tout it as. Um, after that, I mean, obviously I'm part of the School of Theater and Dance, so I do a lot of extracurriculars with them, um, a lot of volunteering with their uh, outreach stuff, not necessarily like out in the community, but here at the school. Um, I'm part of their main stage uh, production of The Illusion this semester, and uh, that's really that's really it so far. So, so you're a freshman yes. in a main stage production. Uh, yeah. Everyone hates you, right? No, there's there's a few <laughs> freshmen in, in main stages. Yeah, I don't know. yeah there's quite yeah. a few new faces there. Yeah, which is kind of nice to like have that, because it doesn't always happen that way, or at least from what I'm told, it doesn't usually happen that way. Mm. Supposedly very rare. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's as rare as <laughs> they make it out to be. And how long have you been acting for? Oh my goodness. Um, well, I was in my first show when I was, God, it was third grade, so what is that, like 10? 10, so, no. Yeah, it's, it's, been, a, it's been about 10 years. Just, just about. 10 years. Almost. 10 long years. Oh, yeah, terribly long. decided to do it as your major? Yeah, yeah. I, um, I did. I was... It was June. I was a sophomore actually when I decided that I was going to go into acting. I was like, oh, I could probably do this for the rest of my life. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. So I applied and got in here. Only I only applied here and I applied to um, I applied to NYU for their their Tisch. Oh yeah, the big one. Yeah. New York University. And I got in. But they don't give money. Oh, they don't that's give right. any money. <laughs> Would have been nice to go there though. Yeah. <laughs> you would have, you would have thought right. It's expensive, but now you're stuck here. No, it's incredible here. I love it here. You like it? I love it. Mm. It's wonderful. I don't know. I can't imagine being anywhere else at this point. So you were a double major in both math education and acting. I was. Now that's gone. Are you doing something else instead? It's a great question. I have <laughs> absolutely no idea. Um, You've got plenty of time to figure. Yeah. It out. Right. <laughs> Lots of time. I don't know. I'm going to kind of shop around, take some humanities classes, English classes, that kind Get of thing. Get all deal. your gen eds out of the way. Well, I already got all my gen eds out of the way. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So I have... Smart man over here. Uh, three years to just kind of... Just relax. Yeah, and just go what at you it. Do. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice, nice. And how long have you uh, been doing playback for? Oh, this is... So this will be my second semester, so I've been doing it for about three and a half. Uh, no, that's actually a little bit more than now. It's... Four or five months. Yeah. And tell me, tell me more about that. Tell me more about yeah, playback. Yeah, um, so it's kind of, it's an international organization. Um, it's essentially it's a form of improv that focuses on 
uh, our audience's stories. Mm. So we have our audience tell us about a moment or um, a feeling that they were having where they were feeling conflicted, or we have them, in our long-form improv, we have them tell stories. And basically what we do is we take the root of that, that story, the emotion, the basic plot, some of the themes behind it, and we kind of present that to the audience. It's it's cathartic for the audience, and it's definitely cathartic for us. Mm-hmm. You know, it really it really helps get. I, I wouldn't say like emotions that you haven't worked through out of the like out there, but it definitely it opens up like a new a new way to look at those emotions, which is really incredible. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was this your first experience with like an improv group? Yeah, um, I didn't do a lot of improv in high school, and I was thinking about auditioning for the funny improv, right? The funny air yeah, quotes. Improv you can't see it. Yeah. yeah, the funny improv. But I, I chose playback just because I thought that what they were doing was actually, it was really special. Mm. Yeah, seeing yeah. the way that it affected the audience and how it affected the players. Yeah. So you didn't have much experience with improv before you went in. Mm-hmm. How was that transition from like your idea of acting right. into, boom, make it up? It, it was it was hard in the sense that I had never done improv before, but it just it, the wonderful thing about improv is you fail. Mm-hmm. You fail so often and it just doesn't land with the audience. Sometimes you have to redo things. It, it it's it's beautiful the way that it's just kind of like all in the moment, obviously that's what improv means. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Um, but yeah, I mean it definitely defied my idea of acting at first. You know, I always I mean, I always knew that improv was a, was a form of, of acting, but it was just kind of like, oh yeah, they do it in the funny shows, right? The funny shows that they put on Netflix. Some of that's improv, <laughs> right? No, but um, yeah, it, it just, it's hard because it, it was difficult at first and it's just, it's being able to work with other people who are, you know, just as in the same, in the same boat that you are, just like working with them, playing off of each other. That's what I think makes it special. And it definitely, I mean, it's just, it's something in its own right, you know. It's very different. Definitely. Did it take you a while to get into it with these people? I mean, a group like this, you really got to get intimate with them. Was that uncomfortable? uh, You know, that I, I found it tough at first because it really is, it's really intimate, especially when you're focusing on such like a wide variety of stories, right? It's not just people trying to be funny. It's people talking about moments in their life where they were sad or, you know, when a loved one died or or when they were feeling anxious or or depressed or even, you know, we've had stories where people have talked about feeling suicidal. And so really getting with that group, the first couple of rehearsals, we really focused on, like, getting to know each other, getting to, like, really know what that other person, what those other people are, are about. And I think that that's what makes playback so special and so cohesive as a group is that there's no room for you to put up walls we're kind of being trained or at least you know in our rehearsals we work on breaking down those walls watching somebody right tell a story and watching them laugh through a story that's not necessarily funny you have to see through that right you have to see through that that wall to really get behind the root of the emotions and i i think that that's really um something just incredible that we as human beings can do so getting in with that group was was a lot of that breaking down those walls talking to each other about you know what scares us what makes us happy what makes us sad it just it was really um really special Mm -hmm. yeah 
And how was the audition process for that? Did you have to come in prepared, or was it? <laughs> no, no, obviously, you know, it's improv, improv right? Auditions. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, we did a couple of things. There were some, because uh, for our long-form improv, there's a bunch of different uh, things that we can do as uh, players that kind of pertain to the, like, setting the scene for stories, so mm-hmm. there was a lot of that stuff. But I think the primary or primary focus of um, the auditions was being able to see how you went about portraying the emotions, because a lot of what we do is, um, I mean, other than in the actual stories, a lot of what we do is metaphorical. Yeah. Um, it's symbolic. So trying to take those stories, pluck pluck out those emotions, and then present them in a way that's universal to an audience, that's what a lot of our audition process was. And I think that, you know, if it's not something that you can just do innately, it's something that you can definitely practice at. And that's what's awesome about playback is we're constantly getting better because we just keep going. We just keep getting more emotions. We keep getting more stories, more feelings. And we just, we can synthesize all of those into some grander, grander idea, you know, some, uh, universal human mm-hmm. qualities you know tendencies so you definitely find it easier as you go along yeah for sure i've done these other emotions before yeah. you know i mean those first couple of weeks were just kind of like really rusty mm-hmm. you know it just when all because there were quite a few um new players this year so learning all of that stuff for the first time it was it was kind of daunting but i mean after our first couple of rehearsals after our first show it just really it's like a it's like a well-tuned machine, you know? Yeah, it's really... It's, it's amazing how hard it is to really portray uh, an, an emotion or feeling yeah. on stage. Even though you've lived your whole life portraying these emotions, mm-hmm. as soon as you're on stage, yeah, it's just it's, it's a blank, right? Yeah, completely. <laughs> so how do you, as an actor, get into the game? How do you prepare yourself for a performance? Jeez. Um, <laughs> that's... Isn't that crazy? I'm sure I was. I knew I was going to be asked that, but I didn't even think about it beforehand. <laughs> um, it's hard because when I go into a role, what I really think about is making myself kind of like a blank slate, mm-hmm. in a sense. So you wipe away everything else, and you're just left with you to begin with. And then you read the script, you talk about the script with all of those people that are part of it. And it's really hard, but you have to find a way to be objective in my mind you know you really have to take a look at your characters take a look at their relationships with uh, a lens that's just you can't even you can't judge them right yeah so taking that taking that objectivity and making it so that you know you are the character there's always a bit of yourself in that character and i think that that's what's really incredible about acting is that you can take a character that's completely opposite from you and still find a way to see yourself in that character Um, so to go back, you know, how do I get prepared before a show? Um, it's definitely just kind of exploring that character's thought processes, really understanding where they're coming from. Um, even, you know, with my character in the illusion, Matamor, he's a, he's a madman. He Mm -hmm. thinks that he can climb to the moon. (laughs) I mean, he's just, he's insane. And what's beautiful about the character is that behind all of that that manly ego he truly um, believes that all humans are good Um, there's something innocent about the character and 
trying to like get into that headspace is is definitely odd for me because i i come from a place where i don't think that i think that people have their faults and i think that there's you know something not wonderful in all of us we all hide behind you know what we think are our good qualities there's always bad qualities so trying to really get um like i said get into that headspace you know trying to understand where that character is coming from a character that has had nothing bad happen to them in their lives so um yeah that's really how i get into character <laughs> specifically with madam or at least at this point you know just do yoga like everyone yeah else. yeah i just do yoga <laughs> yeah it's Person, easy i hate yoga <laughs> i can't do yoga i'm too tall for that <laughs> I know some people find yoga good. They uh, yeah. Some people listen to music before yeah. they get into character. There's all sorts of different ways, and mm-hmm. there's no right way. Right. That's the big. Thing. That's what's so wonderful about it is everybody has their their own way to get into it, and it's awesome. I mean, there's some other... people who yeah. just walk in and yeah. do it, and they're, yeah. they're set. <laughs> it's awesome. So you're in the illusion, yes. as we've said. Yes. Can you tell me more about what is the illusion about? Can you give me like yeah. a brief little yeah, synopsis sure. there? Um, so it's about um, a father who goes to the cave of a magician and asks to see his son who um, left his household. Who it, It's kind of weird. It sounds almost like at the beginning of the show he's cast him out. So um, he goes to this cave. He talks to this magician, this, this, um, this uh, I don't even know. We'll just say magician. And he asks her uh, to see his son. And she conjures up these illusions, these visions of him throughout his life. And that's what the audience sees. We see scenes from her, his son's life. Yeah. My character comes in during the, uh, the second part. There's, you know, three parts. Uh, him as a younger child, or a younger teenager. Him as uh, mid-twenties and him in his thirties. And um, my character kind of comes in in the second. And I'm, I'm a wealthy, uh, wealthy man who is so uh absurd his ego is so huge he believes that he's done all of these incredible things and that women are falling at his feet and he's in love with the main um the main female character who of course is not in love with my character but in love with my servant who is the man's son okay Uh, yeah (laughs) and it's it's so funny it's so fun it's adapted it's uh, adapted by tony kushner who wrote angels in america oh yeah yeah but it was uh, adapted from uh, Pierre uh, Cord... Oh, God, I can't even pronounce it. Some French name. Uh, <laughs> it was adapted from his... his uh, La Cam... Some, okay. I'm not even going to try. I'm not going to try the, the French. It was adapted from... Yes. Yeah, I think 16th Pierre century uh, comedy. Yeah. 16th century comedy. Yeah. So... Incredible. Does it modernize it? Or... Yeah. Um, so it's written in verse. So that was definitely a challenge for me when I was going into it. Because I've never, I've never worked with verse before. Um, so it's similar to like a Shakespeare kind of thing. Kind of, yeah. I mean, there's a lot more colloquialisms in okay. the text. Um, so it is modern in that sense. Uh, but it's really beautiful, the way that they weave the text together, the way that it flows in, in the scenes, and how... Um, it's really interesting how this the illusions they go from very immature to very mature especially when you look at the language the first couple of the scenes are uh, I don't know more elementary at language there's not anything too big in it and then the second illusion it gets a little bit more complicated mm-hmm. there's a little bit more subtext and then the final illusion it's just it's insane it's this you know tapestry of words it's great <laughs> So, how has the rehearsal process been for this show? Yeah, um, 
it's definitely different different than anything I had done before this. You know, this is my first college um, show, and they really work at like an equity theater. I think that's really for, yeah. They they're supposed to be like kind of basing it off of how equity equity actors. Um, except you're just not paid. Yeah, except I'm just not paid. <laughs> so pay me, please. No. Um, yeah, it's just it's really nice because there's a lot of room for um, what we want to do, like how we feel the character would be. In, in a specific scene. So, you know, we get some skeletal blocking, but really what, what it comes down to is the way that we explore our, our parts and the way that we play, especially within the confines of each other and the space. So I, I can't even really describe the rehearsal process because it's just so free. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's obviously some structure in that we get some blocking, but we really do work with, you know, what do we think the character would do? How do we feel the text would, um, so a lot more analysis. Yeah, yeah, for and sure. And that's something a lot of high schools don't usually cover. Of course not, yeah. No, it's a lot of go here, go here, go here, this is what this means, this it's is what like, that means. Here's, here's your blocking and here's your lines, learn them. Absolutely, yeah. So is that the only difference you'd say between this and your high school oh, experience? No. Oh, no. Or um, what else is there? Obviously different? there's just so much more professionalism. Mm -hmm. You know, when you look at high school theater, it's a lot of people that are doing that for like a hobby. Here it's with people that really want to pursue this in their careers. And what's nice about um, The Illusion is that it's a really small cast. Okay. Yeah, it's a really small cast, so it's a really tight rehearsal process. And everybody's, you know, everybody loves each other. We're all a big happy family, you know, cliche as that sounds. <laughs> but it really, um, it really makes the rehearsals, it really makes the process just so much tighter. I mean... We're what? We're a month out from our show, and everybody is memorized. At this point, we're just working on how do we make this show like even better? How every time do we run this now? Do we like find ways to, to make this more applicable to the audience? How do we find ways to make this more applicable to ourselves? And I think that that's really awesome, and something that you just don't see. And it's just it's just the nature of, of the theater you know it's just yeah. not something that you see in high school theater yeah that's just a big difference that yeah. i personally have noticed between the theater program here and back in high school there yeah. is a lot more analysis and it yeah. requires you to really look at your character in depth and that can be hard sometimes yeah. um i know in high school i played characters that i didn't like and i never learned to just get over it and realize yeah. you are that character you can't not like them right, right. <laughs> there's got to be some kind of give and take there with their personalities course. yeah for sure. So what kind of classes are you taking this semester yeah, towards that? Um, this semester I'm taking a Fundamentals of Theater course, which is kind of a survey course from, uh, it's, 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 it's from, it's really from Ibsen, so for Chekhov, really. Is too? Yeah. Okay. So it's, um, it's more, uh, I hate, I, they explained it to us in some odd way. They were like, so this is more of like the avant-garde and surrealistic theater which is not totally true but it is definitely it's from Chekhov to now so the plays tend to be a little bit more um, okay so it's a lot more odd yeah. we'll say not odd obscure that, that word? I don't know I don't know how to maybe that's it. too weird of a word not traditional Greek tragedies not traditional realism oh okay not I Shakespeare what you're yeah I at least understand what you're saying oh Yes, us actors. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. what does theater mean to you? Oh, goodness. Um, that's hard. Because, like, 
to me, theater is kind of a hodgepodge of a lot of different things. Primarily, to me, it's storytelling. It's being able to um, connect with the audience through uh, emotions, through words, really being able to like express our human condition. Um, but also, theater to me is activism. It's being able to show the general public things that they won't necessarily see in other other places. You know, you go back to Ibsen, right? He was writing dramas about women's so, 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 women's societal standings, right, in um, Norway in the 1800s. And you look at now, women like uh, Lynn Nottage are writing plays about female genital mutilation in Africa, or um, Terrell Craney talking about. Uh, gay black men you know it's really showing the stereotypes of our society really challenging those and I think that theater specifically as opposed to other art forms like I don't know it, it's a way to um, connect with someone even deeper because you as much as I love literature it's you know <laughs> that's such a broad statement. Yeah. Well, it just you don't yeah. see anybody on stage, right? You don't. Mm -hmm. you, you can't visualize. You can't. Well, you can Unless visualize you it like to an extent, know, right? To an extent. But I mean, being able to just see that, see a movie or something, see a mm -hmm. play, watch them do it live, watch them do it on a screen or a stage. It's just. It's really. Um, I think that it's really. Uh, gosh, what's the word I'm looking for, Wes? Couldn't tell you. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> but no, I, I think I kind of get your train yeah, of thought yeah. there. I understand. For sure. Yeah. There's something tangible there, right? Um, what else is theater to me? Theater is catharsis, right? It's a way for me to let out all of those crazy emotions, right, that I can't necessarily express otherwise. And, yeah, theater is just my way of life. We can cliche that up, right? Yeah, you can cliche. Can you delete this? Can you delete this from the interview board? Yeah, I'm not joking. <laughs> it's my way of life. Theater is my life. I live, eat, breathe theater. <laughs> so besides theater, what other interests do you really have? Wow. <laughs> A lot. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I love music. I love playing music. I'm an okay piano player. So I pretend like I can, you know, plunk around on those keys sometimes. Uh, reading. I love reading. God, I love it. I'm currently in the middle, as pretentious as it sounds, uh, of Ulysses by James Joyce. And I'm pretending like I'm understanding all of it, even oh, yeah. though I've understood none of it. It's, it's incredible. Um, I once tried reading, uh, what is it, Great Expectations? Oh, yeah? Eighth grade. <laughs> wow. I, I was just like it was back when the, they had those AR points. Oh yeah, and it was probably like a hundred. It was like points. a huge amount of, of points. It was. it was like one of the, I think the hardest color, which was like black or yeah. like red or something. Yeah. And so I grabbed that and I was like, I want to read this thing, get all those points. And I read Duh. like the first fifty pages, tried taking the test. I was like, no, no. <laughs> I couldn't even read Harry Potter back then. Oh, Harry Potter! I love Harry Potter. As <laughs> as much as that sounds like. For real? Like, are you being honest? Yeah, I love okay. Harry Potter. Okay. I love Harry, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't sure if there was, like, a little hint of sarcasm. No, God, it's, it's so wonderful. I love it. It's like, reminds me of my childhood. Oh. Kim, one of our acting teachers, hates Harry Potter. It's not, okay, it's not that he hates Harry Potter. 
It's that he's never read it and refuses to read it. Which Why? is, I, it beats me, but I love the guy, so I'm not going to question his motives. <laughs> Blinding yourself to experience. <laughs> Harry Potter is fantastic. Just the creativity yeah. behind it. Yeah. It's just like, wow. I love it. I could not have thought of anything like that. Same. <laughs> so have you ever done anything with film? Have I ever done anything Have you ever film? acted on film? <laughs> no? Other than funny things with my friends, no. No? No film. Do you have an interest in that? Yeah, I do have an interest in film. I think that there's, you know, I, I love performing live, mm-hmm. but I also see the appeal of being in, in, in film because I think that there's, there's things in film that you can't do in live theater and there's things that you can do in live theater that you just can't do in film. So I think that they're two separate they're two they're very separate mediums and I, I do find both to be incredibly interesting in their own right yeah so with your acting degree now mm-hmm. now that's your only thing what are you gonna do with it that's a fantastic question I'm 19 years old man I don't I know, know what I'm doing. but you know you're gonna be getting this question a lot I know <laughs> I know well, this coming summer, I'm going to be part of the Illinois Shakespeare Festival as one yes. of their interns. You know, actually, yeah. you got nominated? No, not awarded. I uh, got you won something. Yeah, I got. It's like some sort of scholarship. Yeah, they're, they're suitors scholarship for too good first, for everything for first year acting. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm going to be part of that this summer. So that really kind of <laughs> takes care of the short term, right? Um, I don't know. I guess it's going to be a lot of give and take. You know. Where am I? Where's the opportunities for me? I know that there's summer stock auditions that I'm sure I'll be trying to be a part of. Yeah. Um, there's the all sorts years. of shows yeah. all over the place. And of course, then you're finding one that pays you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And after that, I'm sure the Chicago is the first step. That'd so that's your game plan now, is to yeah, game plan act. is that's your what absolutely. you want to do as a career. Yeah. No longer math teacher. It was hard because. What I really wanted to do at all times was was act. Yeah. That's that's what I wanted to do. And so you're always told that it's a dog-eat-dog world. You're always told that there's no money in acting. And so you're kind of scared into this idea that you need to compensate. And so while I enjoy math, as weird as that sounds, I do enjoy it. It's very interesting. I kind of forced myself to take on that major as sort of a... This is my backup plan. If acting doesn't work out, this is where it goes. And while I think that, you know, there is something to be said about having a backup plan, because it is such a competitive field, I just wouldn't be happy doing it. So, you know, acting is really where it's going. Yeah, you're at college for yourself, no one else. Yep, absolutely. That's what you want to do. You do it. Mm -hmm. Take it from me, (laughs) (laughs) Mr. This is my fourth school. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I knew that. Yeah. Where did you... Remind me, you went to... Oh, I started at uh, University of Illinois Springfield. Yeah. Yep. And then I went to Columbia College Chicago. Oh, wow. Which is a big fine arts school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, scary place. Oh, yeah? It is a scary place. It's, <laughs> it's mostly filled with students who, like... The kind of students who are like, oh, I did this and this and this. Oh, incredible. And it's like, I was the lead in all my high school plays. Those actors. That's fantastic. So was most of this class. True. Let's just get along and learn something. That's Uh, the hardest thing. Yeah, that was 
another place that I changed my major three times. Yeah. So <laughs> it's uh, it's crazy how much life will change in college. Yeah, it is. Um, so it's a. Big you're change. the best four years of your life, though. They've been pretty okay so far. I mean, oh, good. I mean, they're good. Year. They're good so far. I didn't <laughs> mean, right. I mean, I mean, okay is in like the non-literal sense. I don't know. We'll see. I get you. I get you. <laughs> you got me. So tell me more about your interest in acting. So you said it first started, what was yeah. it, third grade? Yeah, I was in third grade. I was asked by my elementary school musical teacher to be um, part of the children's chorus in Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor at the high school in the area. Fancy. Yeah, so I did it. I really enjoyed myself. It was a lot of fun. I remember last day I cried. I cried because I was so upset that it was over to the... Um, the high school girls and they all fell in love with me what can I say <laughs> no um, and then from there I think I took I, th- I think I took two years kind of that sounds about right and then I started with a group called um, Children's Youth Theater in Rockford and I was Shang in their Mulan Junior love it uh. and I stayed with them for a few years I did my middle school shows I did my high school shows I started with a uh, production company called um Bonzi Productions, and I did quite a few shows with them there. They're, they allowed me a lot of like freedom. They gave me so many roles that were uh, just, I mean, completely opposite spectrums. I was, I was uh, Grandpa Joe in Willy Wonka, but I was also the man in the chair in Drowsy Chaperone. All right. Yeah, and I was nicely, nicely in Guys and Dolls, and the UPS guy in Legally Blonde. <laughs> Incredible. Um, and then I did a show with Starlight Theater, which is the big community theater in our area. Yeah, I think I've heard of Starlight. Yeah, they're actually, they're pretty big for what they are. It's pretty, it's pretty impressive what they've done with that place. Um, and I was in the chorus for Beauty and the Beast with them, and now I'm here. So you're one of those people who's just done it for a good portion of their life. Yeah, I can't imagine doing anything else. (laughs) It's kind of, it's kind of ingrained in my memory now. It's like, oh yeah, I know how to act. Let me do that. <laughs> so, of all the shows you've done, what has been your favorite role? Oh, jeez. Musical-wise, I think my favorite role that I've ever played was either the Tin Man in The Wizard of Oz because that was just so much fun. That's a fun one. It's just it's for all those like little kids out there, and they're all loving it, and they're like, oh my god, I remember this Dorothy and Toto from when I was a child. Um, but also probably probably Albert Peterson in Bye Bye Birdie. I oh. love that show. It's so wonderful. Dick Van Dyke is a god. Dick Van Dyke. Uh, what a guy. He's um, going to be young forever. Adam. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Sitting there dancing at 93. Incredible. Um, f- favorite play that I've ever done? Favorite role in a play that I've ever done? I was, um, I was Jack Worthing in uh, The Importance of Being Earnest. That was a lot of fun. I could see you doing yeah, that. Yeah, playing with that language and just having a grand old time. My my best friend was um jeez, what's the what's the Al- Algae. Algae. It was Algernon and it was just it was so much fun. I loved every minute of it. But I'm sure that I'll find a new favorite one when I do one here. Of course. Of <laughs> yeah. course. So what would a dream role be for Harold you? Hill and the Music Man. You just want to be Harold Hill and the Music Man. That's it. I nothing if I if I was Harold Hill and the Music Man, I could die happy. That would be incredible. No, um, jeez. <laughs> There's so many. You can't even name them all. 
Um, I think we're doing, uh, God, what are we doing next year? We're doing Harvey next year. Oh, they announced it? Yeah, they announced the season for next year. When did they announce that? Harvey. <laughs> in Harvey. Um, they in, uh, it was so weird. They didn't put it in the listserv, right? They didn't put it in that email that they sent out. They just kind of put it on the Facebook page. Okay. Like the now showing thing. They put it on the Facebook page and a little tight of text, they announced the fall and spring season. So Harvey, is that a play? Or yeah, a- that's a play. It was, um, it's about a, God, so bad. I haven't read it, but I know about it. And I just know that I'm going to love to, I would love to be in it. Um, it's about a man who sees a bunny, like a, a man in a bunny suit. Except I don't think there's a man in a bunny suit. Okay. So it's like Donnie, it's like what Donnie Darko is kind of half based off of, kind of. Right. (laughs) It's really interesting. It's about mental illness, and it's just, it's, yeah. From what I can tell, it's an incredible, incredible play. So what's the musical they're doing next year? Gosh, they're doing uh, Light in the Piazza. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, which is, is it a musical or is it an operetta? I think it's an operetta. Maybe it might. I want to say it's an operetta. Which is so interesting. We're doing an opera this year. They usually switch switch it it up. Yeah, but... It's going to be yeah. exciting. Yeah. So are you excited for auditions next no. year then? Not at all? I can't. I, I hate auditioning. No. it's No, I do. I, I enjoy auditioning. I really do. Sorry. It was a joke. Can't really <laughs> tell my my tone. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to audition next year for the main stages. I'm interested to see what Free Stage will be doing in the fall, too. Um, but yeah, we're, we're doing, for sure we're doing uh, Eurydice, right? Um, we're doing an adaptation of Eurydice. We're doing Curious Incident of the Dog in the Night. Oh, okay. I've heard of that. I don't remember. Um, Something like that. Yeah. And then, oh, God, it's so interesting. I don't know how you pronounce it, but it's a, it's a play by a Ugandan uh, playwright. And she's coming to ISU to direct and workshop the play. Wow. Yeah. It's an incredible... It, it seems... It's really awesome. It's just an incredible opportunity. It's a it's yeah, all the black cast. Things that yeah. they do here at it's the school. It's just so it's so awesome. Wow. Yeah. For a school for a smaller school in the Midwest, this acting program just they get so many opportunities. They give so many opportunities to their students. It's awesome. So how do you plan on being involved next year? Obviously auditioning for main yeah. stage, auditioning yeah. I'm for gonna continue in playback free stage. for sure. Um, auditioning for main stages and free stages, definitely. Um yeah, I'm not sure. There's a million things that I want to do within the department. I know one year. I know it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be in a production of I Am My Own Wife. I'm gonna put it on as a free stage production. <laughs> it's about a, a woman, Charlotte von Mausdorf, who uh, survived uh, Nazi and communist Germany as a transvestite. As a, I guess she's technically a transsexual. She she was born a man and she identifies now as a woman. An incredible piece. It's a one-man play, who plays all obviously plays all the characters. There's like ten different characters, and it's about her her um, trials through through that time period. It's an incredible piece work. of work by Doug Wright. Yeah. So you enjoy reading scripts yeah. and plays. And I love like that. I love reading plays, scripts, just being able to sit down and analyze it. And I think that it's. I was lucky enough when I was in high school to be taking. Um, some pretty advanced literature courses. Oh yeah. So, being able to analyze it not only from like, uh, like, a theater standpoint, right? 
but being able to also analyze it from a literature perspective, I think that's something that every actor needs to learn how to do because there's so much more you can gain by being able to sit down and look at it through both lenses. Yeah, yeah definitely. Mm-hmm. I love it. Wow. <laughs> you get so deep. I'm sorry. No, I, can, I like I can that. Be as, I, I like can, that. I can be surface. <laughs> Plays are fun. I like acting because it makes me be someone else, which is true. <laughs> I do enjoy being someone else. Yeah, there are some people who just do it to do it. Yeah. Other people, it's, it is their life. Yeah. It's, it, is, it is. It's amazing. It's incredible to like see all the people who, who love theater, you know, here. And it's not even just people that are acting majors. There are so many people that love theater and that are not acting majors and they audition for these shows and they get cast because they're all incredible. But it, there's something to be said because theater is so universal. Mm. Anybody can audition. Anybody can be good at it and not be studying it, right? We're kind of... <laughs> we're, we're taking the wrong path, Wes. <laughs> That's what Kim said the first day. He was like, yeah, why are you studying to become an actor? You can be an actor without studying for it. And I was like... Thanks, Kim. I love it. Thanks for uh, thanks for reinstating know, right? my passion. Yeah, <laughs> play boldly, right? <laughs> yeah. So, what's one of your biggest inspirations? Who is one of your biggest biggest inspirations oh, to act? Daniel Day Lewis. Daniel Day Lewis. Daniel Day Lewis. What a guy! I saw, because um, it's hard, right? Because I've always known, at least you know, from like fifth grade on, I always knew I was like, oh. I'm sorry. I wanted to become an actor and you know when you're that age it's a bunch of blockbusters right it's superhero movies transformers uh, it's like wow Shia LaBeouf is so cool yeah right <laughs> um but god there was there was a time when I sat down and I tried to watch a bunch of best picture winners Oscar best picture winners which is so pretentious I was like 13 years old and I stumbled across um, No Country for Old Men, which is a Coen Brothers film based yeah. off of the Cormac McCarthy novel, which is brilliant, too. But I just... It's my favorite movie now. It's incredible. It's an incredible piece of work. But then the there was also... Nominated the same year was There Will Be Blood. And I thought it was an interesting concept, right? It's an oil mogul who... Um, and tries to drill in this uh, small community that's governed by a um, uh, church, basically, and it's his his interactions with that town, with his with his family, and with the you know the world really. And Daniel Day Lewis is just disturbing. <laughs> there's this fa- there's the infamous really there's this infamous scene where he's talking to this this um, church this uh, this pastor guy, and he. Uh, they're in a bowling alley and there's this line he goes I drink your milkshake and he makes this slurping noise this <laughs> terrifying right but 13 year old me was like enthralled by that I was like oh my god this is what acting is right this is every role I will ever play will be like this right and of course that's not true there's a lot of Disney princes when you were you know 13 years old but yeah I just you know, from everything that he's done, from My Left Foot to Lincoln to um, and There Will Be Blood, and now, obviously, The Phantom Thread, I think he's just, he's so inspirational, he's so incredible, everything that he does, it's just wonderful. Yeah, so that's my big one. There are obviously some others, you know, females, Meryl Streep, 
bless her. Meryl Streep, God yeah. bless her. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o, she's incredible in 12 Years a Slave, just brilliant. Um, God, who else? There's so many, I can't name them all, but yeah, just, yeah, there's so many people that you can look up to in this field, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so tell me more about your audition process. How do you prep yourself for that? Oh my gosh. Um, that's hard, right? Because uh, you have to pick something age appropriate, right? Of course. At, at this point, you know, there are quite a few scripts that are written for young adults, mm -hmm. right? Um, I always find the the older characters are more interesting, though. No, yeah, um, I love playing old guy. Yeah, but trying to um, like determine the script is the hardest thing for me. So I just I go out and I just search. I sit down in the library. And I go through the shelves, and I'm like, oh, look at this play. This seems interesting. And if I think that the, the plot is interesting, I'll check it out at the library. I'll come back. I'll read it. God, you should see me. I've got a stack of ten books sometimes coming out of the library before audition days. And, um, yeah, so I really look for uh, characters that I can relate to, things that really show, um, things that I can identify with just by reading it. You know, because obviously you're not always going to be cast in roles that you're like um, that you that you connect with on like a like a just quick read. Oh yeah. So I try to look for people that I connect with on um, kind of a s relatively uh, like scanning read, um, which is not always necessarily the best way to approach it. But if I'm you know in a crunch, if I'm not in a crunch, I'll find a monologue that I just truly love, even if the character is just the complete opposite of me. And I think that, first of all, you have to read the entire play. Every oh, acting yeah. teacher will ever tell you that, right? That you have to read the entire play to really understand the character. And then memorizing it is the next step for sure. And then I think after that, it's exploring the language and exploring the emotions in it. Because once you have that script out of your hand, there's so much more that you can do with it. And I think that that's really the way that I prepare, is I find the monologue, I memorize it, and then I sit down for an hour a day coming up to auditions and I really explore what I can do with it. Sometimes that means, you know, practicing alone in my room. That means going to like Lori or somebody, one of our acting faculty and help having them help with that. Um, but yeah, I think that it's really important that I find something beautiful about the character, that I find something that connects me to them. So that's how I really go about auditioning. Yeah, yeah definitely. That's, mm -hmm. A good way of approaching it. You have some people who just Google male monologues and yeah, print that's... out the first one they find. <laughs> Do you have anything to say to people high school age looking to go into school for theater? Don't listen to your acting teachers. No, no, I'm joking. <laughs> listen to your acting teachers. Um, I think that there's such a misconception about theater that it's so... Um, that it's so competitive that you're never going to be able to find work. And while there is some truth to the idea that it is a very competitive field and that it is hard to find work, I think that a lot of high schoolers, especially ones that are in shows, are like so focused that acting is the only way that you can get involved with the theater. And one of the things that we do here is we have our practicum, which kind of forces us to um, participate in shops and crews and designs it's a designing things and such and they just I think that it's so awesome that even if you are an actor and you're not cast in something or you know you're trying to weasel your way into like a theater company right 
that there are so many things that you can do with the theater. So what I would say to high school students is don't limit yourself. If you want to go into acting, if you want to go into theater, go into theater. But just understand that there's so much more to theater than acting. That there's an entire, there's a vast array of things that you can do with it. And it's an incredible field. There's, it's so versatile. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And with that, I think we're just skimming the surface. Incredible. All right. Thank you so much, Jack, for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. And with that, we are just skimming the surface. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe to W Skim Milk on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube to stay updated on future episodes. Also, be sure to check out my website at wskimmilk.com for voiceover demos and more. This has been W Skim Milk. Have a great night, and remember to tune in next time.